The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you ever have the chance to visit Paris, France, one of the places you might visit is the Louvre. Most guests would no doubt make their way to the Denon wing of the museum to see the famous Mona Lisa. However, I would encourage guests to wake their way to the Sully wing where the Greek and Roman antiquities reside. You would find statues and the works of masters that many of the later Renaissance would attempt to recreate. It is not these world-renowned sculptures that I would suggest you make your way to. Against one of the walls, a stele is displayed. A stele, or stella, is an upright stone slab or column typically bearing a commemorative inscription or relief design, often serving as a gravestone. The particular stele that I suggest you see is dated from 120 BC. It is made from white marble and comes from the Greek city of Nicomedia, Bithynia, now modern Turkey. The stele itself shows a relief of two young boys their faces worn away by time, and a man, whose features are slightly worn, and whose hands are placed delicately upon their shoulders. To this day, we know who had the stele erected, and we also know who it is that the stone figures represent. Around 120 BC, a major earthquake struck the capital city of Nicomedia. Like many earthquakes, homes were destroyed, lives were uprooted and lost. Even though most of those names have been lost to time, there are three names that survived. The love of a mourning father immortalized the names of his sons and the slave that had done his best to keep those boys safe. A man named Thrasson, whose life is unknown beyond his devastating loss, erected a funeral stele for his sons. Dexiphanes was only five when he died. His little brother Thracen, no doubt named after his father, was only four it can be assumed that they were inside their home when the earthquake struck. The slave Hermes, who also served as their tutor and was only 25, is the man remembered in the stele. We do not know how the bodies were exactly found. However, we do know that Hermes had done his best to protect the boys in his charge. We don't know if he had a chance to run, but if he did, he chose to stay so that the boys would not be alone. The stele inscription reads, Thracen, son of Diogenes, 
erected this funerary stele for his two sons, Dixiphanes, age five, and Thracen, age four, and for Hermes, age 25, who brought them up. In the earthquake collapse, so did he hold them in his arms. These boys and this man are not the first casualties of natural disasters, nor are they the last. But we cannot ignore the humanity of the story of a man protecting children at the cost of his own life. While they were not saved, they did not die alone. And the casualties of that earthquake shall be remembered because of the love of their father and master. On February 6, 2023, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck near the city of Gaziantep in southern Turkey at 4.17 a.m. local time. The tremors were felt in Syria, Lebanon, Cyprus, and Iraq. Buildings collapse and initial reports suggest that 70 people died in the immediate aftermath of the quake. Not even 10 minutes later, the first aftershock rocks through the counties with a 6.7 magnitude. One of the few establishments with people awake so early in the morning was Inayet Topkuoglu Hospital in Gaziantep Province. As soon as the quakes were felt, the staff leapt into action. Sema Alakus, a nurse, was one of these brave people who rushed to help those in their ward. She ran to get as many children to safety as possible. Videos from within the hospital show Alakus running at top speed to grab children from their rooms to carry them to safety as lights begin to flicker, debris began to fall, and the building began to shake. By 8 a.m., the full scale of the damage caused by the earthquake begins to emerge. The governor of Malatya province claims that at least 140 buildings have collapsed. An hour later, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan announces that an emergency meeting had been held with the governors of the southern provinces. The death toll was raised to 200. It is also by 9 a.m. that a number of countries had begun the effort to send aid to the affected areas. Within 15 minutes in Damascus, President Bashar al-Assad held an emergency meeting to review the known damage and to discuss the next steps. By 10 a.m., the people in the Hatay province of Turkey call for more emergency assistance on their social media, saying that the current rescue team sent out to help them were overwhelmed by the destruction left after the wake of the earthquake. The port city of Iskenderun was especially affected. Important infrastructure and historical sites suffered immense damage. The runaway at the airport was nearly unusable, and a gas pipeline suffered damage. The Gaziantep Castle, which was 2,200 years old and would have been around for young Dexiphanes and Thracon to see if they had ever gotten the chance, was almost entirely destroyed. Reports of the damages done to Syria began to come in by 11 a.m. More than 3,000 people had been killed in northern Syria in government-held areas, and at least 150 people had died in militant-held areas. Idlib, one of the most affected areas, was home to about one million civilians displaced by the decades of conflict that had plagued Syria. By midday of February 6th, Turkey claims that about 2,000 emergency personnel have been mobilized. An effort is made to help those without shelter in the winter conditions, and the death toll in both Turkey and Syria have passed 500. By 1 p.m., teams from Bulgaria, Croatia, the Czech Republic, France, Greece, Hungary, Malta, the Netherlands, Poland, and Romania had been mobilized to offer support to the first responders on the ground. Italy, Spain, and Slovakia had offered to send teams to Turkey as well. By 3 p.m., the known death toll in Turkey and Syria surpassed 1,000. It would continue to rise for the rest of the day, 
and would eventually reach 2,300 by 6 p.m. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, celebrates every effort you make to improve how you feel and how you live. Even a small step can make a big difference. If you've been working on your mental health, or if you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. I struggle with depression anxiety. I've done so my whole life. Speaking with a therapist has been a game changer, and I can't recommend doing so enough. And Talkspace is affordable. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Plus, Talkspace is secure and private. Using the latest end-to-end -end bank grade encryption technology to store client info and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. To celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month, and to celebrate every step you take towards a better, richer, fuller life, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $100 off your first month with Talkspace. Just go to Talkspace.com disaster to match with a licensed therapist today. Go to Talkspace.com disaster to get $100 off your first month and to show your support for this show. That's Talkspace.com disaster. Buildings crumbled as people ran for their lives in the aftermath of powerful earthquakes in Turkey. The death and injury tolls continue to rise after a 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck Turkey on February 6th. Estimates say at least 1,800 people are dead between Turkey and Syria. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, this is the strongest earthquake to hit the area in over 100 years. Videos show buildings collapsing to the ground following the initial quake and the 7.5 magnitude aftershock that followed. The World Health Organization says it has activated teams in the region that will provide essential health care for the injured and most vulnerable affected by the earthquake. NATO, the European Union, and dozens of nations have offered aid in light of the earthquake's devastation. By 5 p.m., authorities report that over 120 aftershocks were recorded after the initial quake. The death toll surpassed 4,000 by 8 p.m., and Turkey announced seven days of mourning. On Tuesday, February 7th, the Syrian Red Crescent had transported more than 200 people to hospitals by midnight, as it distributed thousands of blankets and mattresses to those in need. By 1 a.m., Syria's volunteer civil defense organization, White Helmets, report more than 2,800 deaths in their country and hundreds of injured. Families are trapped under the rubble in northwestern Syria. By 8 a.m., more aftershocks are reported. There is also a 5.6 magnitude earthquake, just as two humanitarian relief planes from Iraq arrived to Damascus. 1 p.m. brings the death toll to beyond 5,000 total. At 10 p.m., the U.N. figures stated that 6,000 buildings in Turkey had been damaged or demolished. At least 250,000 people would be homeless. By 7 a.m. on Wednesday morning, February 8th, the death toll had risen to almost 8,000. 
Rescue workers continued to work tirelessly to find those trapped beneath the rubble. This is no way to come into the world. Birthed during an earthquake, thrust into a war zone, orphaned and alone. This newborn girl was found alive, her umbilical cord still attached to her dead mother's body, buried under the rubble of their home. This video shows the moments after rescue workers pulled her out of the ruins. We found the parents' bodies lying next to each other. Then we heard a faint sound. He says, we dug, we cleared the dust and found the baby, still tied by her umbilical cord. So we cut it off and sent her to hospital. The rest of baby John Doe's immediate family lies in the back of this pickup truck, all dead, before they even knew she was alive. By midday, Turkey's disaster and emergency services revealed that 6,957 people had been killed and 38,224 had been injured. Over 100,000 people were working to do what they could to help the disaster zones as the death toll then began to grow closer to 10,000 casualties, making it the deadliest earthquake in the decade. 1 p.m. brings the promise of more rescue teams being sent out. The U.S., Russia, China, India, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Kuwait, Jordan, and Iraq, sending what they can. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan issued an initial response to the earthquake by 3 p.m. Turkish airlines have evacuated more than 19,000 people and plan to evacuate almost 30,000 more. Essential emergency workers arrive in Syria from Iraq and Egypt to help with the rescue efforts arrive by 4 p.m. By 3 a.m., the UK Disasters Committee launches a charity appeal for Turkey and Syria as the casualties rise to 12,000. 76 search and rescue specialists are also deployed. By 9 a.m., at least 16 babies had been evacuated, and the Turkey province of Adiaman is said to have run out of body bags. Two hours later, a Palestinian family who had fled the violence in Gaza were found dead in Turkey. An hour after that, it is said that about 450,000 shelters have opened up throughout southern Turkey. By 2 p.m., the death toll had passed 17,000. A river in northwest Syria began to flood at 3 p.m., and residents were forced to flee as the dam was breached. By 10 p.m., the death toll passed 19,000. Out of Turkey and Syria, more than a thousand people have died after a major earthquake overnight. A disaster has been declared by officials in both countries. Jabina at the White House announcing that help is on the way. Yes, thank you, Reggie. So people in Turkey say the shaking lasted more than a minute as seven point as the 7.8 magnitude quake ravaged an area near the border between Turkey and Syria. At least 20 aftershocks have been reported by Turkish authorities, the strongest measuring at 7.5, according to the USGS. The death toll has been quickly rising now more than 1,200 people killed. The damage in Turkey is extensive. According to officials, dozens of buildings have been destroyed in Syria. Authorities say people are trapped.